Destiny City. Destiny City. Destiny City. Destiny City. Destiny City Church, a community of believers committed to helping others find and fulfill their God-given destiny. You more. <laughs> Y'all doing good? Let me see if I can see you. Now I can. Not yet. When I get ready to minister, I probably do. Although there's times when I started doing the prophetic ministry, when I start ministering to people, one time I, I remember the lights went out. And it was so pitch black I couldn't see anybody, but I just went down the row and started ministering to people. See, the deal is you don't have to see people because he sees them. All you got to do is step into your calling and then he can pull the best out of you. Uh, we're glad to be here, and he's right. Columbia is the hottest place in the world between Columbia and Augusta. We were just in near Asheville with our grandson, so we didn't rest. <laughs> we worked very hard. Seven years old, he kept us very, very busy, and that was really, really good. We enjoyed being with him, and, you know, he's our only grandson, so he gets everything from us. And we spend lots of money on him when we can. Because we, we just love them. And some of y'all that don't have grandkids, you'll figure it out. But I'm glad y'all are here. I'm, I'm glad they've invited us back. And, and we've known them now for a while, 2014 now. Uh, we're also friends with another friend of his uh, from down in Victory Christian Fellowship in Georgetown, Rod Reed and Char Reed. They're some real good friends of ours. We've been ministering down there every year for the past four or five years. Uh, Tonight, I'm going to just talk a little bit because I know all of you have not been under any pressure whatsoever. And I want to talk about that a little bit because I, I was seeking the Lord about this and I actually gave this message last night. We have a meeting in Columbia and I gave this message last night and as I gave it, people were gasping because it, it's exactly where they were at. And I, and I have a sense the whole body of Christ is there. And, and I, I believe we're there because God's preparing some things for us down the road. I hate to tell you, but God always works in remnants. And when he works in a remnant, he's always testing the bulk of the crowd to prepare them to go into the new place. Now, if you look in Egypt, if you look when the children of Israel came out of Egypt, I did a lot of study on this. When the children of Israel came out of Egypt, they said between 600,000 and 10 million came out. That's all that came out of Egypt. Guess how many stayed in Egypt? I did a lot of research on this. Guess how many stayed in Egypt? 500 million. Scary, isn't it? Not everybody left because there was so much pressure and heat and they were under the enemy as it were and there was so much pressure and they just didn't want to fight anymore. They quit. And see, that's what pressure does to us. But if you want to see beauty then you've got to be able to stand the pressure. If you, if you look at diamonds, for instance, how's a diamond made? What's it made with? A piece of coal. And what, how's it made? Pressure. Years and years and years of pressure. But when that pressure is over with, it's multifaceted, and now light can prism through it. And that's really what he's trying to make each one of us is diamonds so that he, God, can show his light through us to everybody we come in contact with. So pressure is a good thing. I don't like it, but it's a good thing. How many of you like the deserts? You better like them. Because guess who sends you there? 
The Holy Spirit does. Remember, Jesus went into the desert. In the deserts where you're made, the desert teaches you, teaches you and helps you understand what you're made of. God already knows what you're made of. He just wants you to see it. And the only weapon you're going to have is one weapon. You can't stand there when you're in the desert and say, devil, I bind you. Guess what? It doesn't work. It's not even biblical anyway. What did Jesus use? It is written. That's all he used. And see, he had to know the word. He had to know it. He knew it, wrote memory, because he was considered a rabbi. And rabbis of the first century, all rabbis had wrote memory of the whole Old Testament. How many of y'all have wrote memory of one book in the New Testament? (laughs) He had wrote memory, so his recall was amazing. And part of the reason why they had to have wrote memory is the scrolls were pretty tall. And so they couldn't just open a scroll in their home and read it. So they had to get rote memory of it so they could teach the people. That was part of the process, okay? So as he was in the desert, he was tried in very many, a lot of different ways. And here's the deal. He was tried during that 40 days as much as all of us put together. The intensity of his trials were from the beginning of time till now, every one of your trials. That's how intense it was. And he had to pass the test because as he passed the test, that's what made him be, as it were, the sacrificial lamb for us. And see, pressure is not a bad thing. Pressure is a good thing. I want to encourage you to stay in the pressure, stay in the desert. Don't come out of it. Don't abort it. You heard the old saying, you got to go around that mountain again. You come out too early, you're going back in the desert again. And you ain't going to be as good the second time. And through your life, there are going to be deserts. God will take you in these deserts, not to destroy you, but to purify your heart. Uh, Prophetically, I've been doing this thing that I've been doing for 34 years as of May the 18th. That's my 64th birthday. I I almost said 34th birthday. My 64th birthday. And I got saved when I was 30. And, you know, out the chute, I was prophesying. And I didn't understand it, but out the chute, I was. And it's, I, I didn't understand it until six weeks after I got saved. Then I had an encounter with God, and he told me what my calling was, and I just started doing it. But I didn't realize this, but before I got saved, that was at 30, before I got saved, I was already prophesying. I just didn't know what it was. I mean, I'd be in a, out with somebody like Don, and I'd be high on drugs and stuff, and I'd look at Don, and I'd just say, Don, you see this guy? He'd be walking down the street. I'm going to meet him in about two weeks at, such and such mall at such and such time at such and such store and it happened every time I said man that's pretty cool (laughs) didn't know what I was doing but long and short of it I started doing the prophecy thing and then we went into a bigger ministry for a season and the prophetic thing just quit I went into a desert it just got shut off and I went God do you still love me and he had what he had to do was kill a little bit of my aligning my identity to prophecy. He had to kill a little bit of that. He let me enjoy it and bathe in it and love people in it, but then he had to kill me from having my identity in the prophecy thing. That's not what makes me. What makes me is I'm a child of God. That's what makes me. All I have is a gift that I'm to give away to people. Now, what was cool about that 
is I started learning about glory. And it was different, and I couldn't learn about glory without shedding this piece off. Sometimes God's taking you to the desert so that he can show you a greater thing. And if you don't stay in the desert, you'll never see the greater thing. How many of you want to see greater things? And see, I believe that we're getting ready to move into some greater things in the days to come. That's the reason we've been going under pressure. And he's, he's teaching us and helping us. You know, you look at somebody like Joseph. He was under a little bit of pressure, wasn't he? I want you to think about Joseph just a minute. Joseph was a man that his dad loved. His dad sent him out to his brothers to take care of him. He went out there. He's wearing a coat of many colors, which really wasn't a coat of many colors, even though it was translated that way. It was a long shirt that showed his authority in the family. And all his brothers didn't like it. And so what they did was they threw him in a well. Now, how many of you know you're the head and part of how this all started is he got a dream. As it were, he got a prophetic dream of his life. And let me tell you what prophecy does. It propels you sometimes into a desert. Because that word's going to be tested. And it will propel you, and that's exactly what happened to him. He had a prophetic dream about how he was going to be ruling over his brothers and his family. And the next thing you know, he's in the bottom of a well. And the only place he had to look was up. That's it. That's all he had. He had nowhere else to go. Could you imagine being thrown in the well? All your brothers left you. And then a little bit later, all of a sudden you hear rumblings and sounds. You said, oh, thank God they came to their senses. Except it wasn't over. They pulled him out of the well and happened to be slave traders. Now he's going on a different journey. He thought he was out of the well. Now he's on this journey. Now all he could do is have hope to be sold to somebody that would be good to him. All he had was that little bit of hope. He didn't even have hope he would see his family again. So he had to leave and he, and he went on this journey and finally he got sold. He got sold in Potiphar's house. And the Bible says because of the gifting on his life, he got promoted to the top in Potiphar's house. See, your giftings and your callings will promote you to the top. But it doesn't mean you'll be in fully in your destiny you won't be fully in your destiny because God's still working on us. He's purifying different things in our life. And he's constantly doing that. And let me tell you something. If you'll stay in the desert and allow God to raise you up, it'll be a whole lot better for you. You might not like the journey you're on, but God says, I'm taking you on this journey. And I'm taking you on this journey because I'm preparing you to carry something much greater than you can carry today. If you'll stay in this place. Now, Joseph got sold to Potiphar's house. He got promoted to the top. Then Potiphar's wife came after him and says, I want you. And he runs out of the house. He passed the test. She ripped off the sheet. She yelled, yelled rape. Now he's in more trouble. See, he ruled Potiphar's house. The Bible says that in Potiphar's house, the only thing Potiphar did was get up in the morning and come home at night that Joseph took care of everything. He had such authority in that house. But that wasn't his final stop. The next place he went to was prison. In the prison, he got promoted. Guess where he got promoted? To the top. He always got promoted. The gifting will always bring you to the top. If you yield, it'll bring you to the top. But you still may not be in your place. Because then he meets a couple guys there, he has a dream, right? 
These two guys have a dream. It was a baker and a wine steward. They both had a dream. The wine steward comes to him and says, let me tell you my dream. After the, a guy in prison told him about Joseph, and Joseph said, well, let me tell you what's getting ready to happen to you. He says, you're getting ready to serve wine once again to the Pharaoh. Now, could you imagine the bread guy over here thinking, thank goodness, I'm glad he got a word like that. I'm looking for a word like that. But his word wasn't as good. He said, you're going to put a basket on the head, the birds are going to eat it, that means you're out of here. <laughs> see, in his authority, see, God was purifying his authority so that he would speak whatever God said, not what he wanted to say. And he did. And he passed again. But then there was one final test that Joseph had to go through. Because he looked at the wine steward and says, when you go to Pharaoh's house, get me out of here. I was put in here unjustly. See, he still hadn't forgiven from his heart. And the Bible says he had to spend two more years in the prison. Two more years. And God purified him. And he came out of the prison and he stood before the people and and as it were, he got promoted to the second in all the kingdom because he interpreted a dream. And then he invited his brothers back. His brothers didn't know who he was. And finally, he revealed who they were. And as one of his brothers says, what are you going to do to us? He said, I'm not going to do anything. Because this was God's purposes. So he prepared me for such a time as this to bring our people into safety. And they were given the land of Goshen during a time of famine. Which is, a time, which is a place of prosperity. But see, he had to go through all this process to get fully into his destiny. Sometimes we abort our destiny. And God doesn't want you to ever abort your destiny. And let me tell you something else he's doing. Literally, he's trying to kill you. You're supposed to be a dead person. The Bible says you've died and your life is hidden in Christ. You're no longer yours. You were bought with a price. Now, I want you to think about something. Everybody wants to do the miracles of Jesus, but nobody wants to do what Jesus did. And he became a dead man. He made himself a dead man. When he came out of the desert, he was a dead man. How do I know that? Because the Bible says, I only do what I see the Father doing. In other words, he laid down his identity. He laid down all his, who he was and says, I'm going to do what you want me to do. And I'm only going to say what I hear you saying. How many of you know that takes discipline? That's not a good word in the American church. But discipline is part of the life that we live. And I'm telling you, as we move forward in the days to come, I believe the heat's going to get hotter, the pressure's going to get greater. But we're going to come through on the other side. And he's preparing us for, the, as it were, the end times. If you want to see what's going to happen in the book of Revelation, you've got to go back to the beginning. You can never learn the book of Revelation unless you go back. And what you've got to find out is this, is God always works in patterns. He does it over and over again. Anything you see in the New Testament's already been done up back here. There's only one miracle, just one miracle that Jesus did has already been done in the Old Testament except for one miracle. Just one. 
You know what the miracle was? Not since the beginning of time has anybody ever been healed from blindness from birth. This is the only miracle. And he was showing who he was. He was the light of the world. You got you to sit here and ponder what he's trying to do. So if you want to understand the book of Revelation, you've got to go all the way back to the book of Exodus. If you watch the book of Exodus, you can tell what's getting ready to happen in our day. As it were, the plagues that came, which you see in the book of Revelation, how many of the plagues did both Israel and Egypt do together? Three. So if you think you're getting out of here, you're not going anywhere. They went through three of the plagues, and then the balance of the plagues came against two. Egypt, it didn't touch Israel. Why? Because he wanted to show the people who he was. Listen, you know what's going to bring people in into the kingdom in this end day? Is as we walk through these plagues with them, and we come out on the other side unscathed, and then we step back, and then the plagues start happening all around us, and it doesn't touch us, what do you think people are going to do? You're not going anywhere. We're overcomers. We're people that have been through pressure. We've been people that have understood that we're dead, and now we're listening to the voice of God, and we're going to move on his word. We're not going to move on our own ability, on our own gifting, but whatever he says, we're going to do. See, that's what God, that's what Jesus did with God. Whatever his father said, he did. He, he said it all the time. In John 5, it's such an amazing chapter. I was reading this morning about how, you know what, I love my father. And if you've seen me and love me, then you love him. Can people look at you and say, I've seen you, now I love him. That's the reason we're under the pressure. So that we become a reflection of heaven. And when we become the reflection of heaven, the glory just starts manifesting everywhere we go. That's the reason why he pushes your buttons. God's allowing your buttons to be pushed so he can purify you. He can heal you. He can deliver you. He can bring you into a place of hope. And bring you into a place of reflecting who he is to this lost and dying world. Because the Bible says this. He wishes none would perish. Not one. We have no right. We have zero right to judge any of them. Our job is to stay in the desert, get purified. As we're being purified, we learn, our ears start learning to hear the voice of God and we start learning to obey the voice of God. I'm going to say one other thing then I'm going to start ministry time because it's going to take me a little bit. Samuel, if you remember Samuel, when he was a child, he was giving, given to uh, the priest, as it were, Eli. And Eli was a wicked priest. Now, Samuel was just a young man. He was weaned from birth, and he was given, as it were, to the ministry. And when he got a little bit older, 
one night he started having an encounter with God and he didn't know it was an encounter with God. And Eli, because he was backslidden so far from who he was and where he started, that he didn't even know it until the second or third time. And he said, this time when you say, Lord, speak, and I listen. Now, can you imagine as this young man's being weaned, he's probably most likely six, seven years old. His first word from heaven is this, Eli, you and your sons are going to die. <laughs> first word. Because Eli came to him and said, what did God say to you? He said, I don't want to tell you. He said, may it be done to you. If you don't tell me, he says, you and your sons are about to die. And Eli didn't repent. You know what he did? Let it be. So be it. Did not repent. He, I believe if he would have repented, God would have given him a lot more time. Why? Because there's a pattern in the Bible. Every time people repent, he gives them more time. The reason I'm using Samuel for a minute is to do this. Samuel was sent, as it were, to try to purify the people, to prepare them to love God because God had given them a covenant and said, here, you just love me and obey me. We talked about that day. If you just love me and obey me, I'll take care of you. This whole, well, my Bible, I don't have my Bible. I got my iPads full of Bibles. <laughs> but that iPad or that Bible, okay, is what we call a ketubah. You know what a ketubah is? Y'all want to know? Sure. A ketubah is a wedding document. And that wedding document there tells you how to live for God. And if you'll live for God, it tells you what he's going to do for you. That's pretty good, ain't it? So that's a wedding document. Okay? Who's he coming back for? Okay, so you better understand this wedding document. If you don't get it, guess what you're not going to be? So he's coming back for a bride. And that book right there, that word, guess what it's going to do at times? It's going to push you into the desert, as it were. It's going to force you to look at yourself. It's going to force you to change. That's what a wedding document's all about. Now, if you look in early Israel, and I've stepped off Samuel, but if you look at early Israel, and even today, when a husband and wife want to get married or a man wanting to marry his bride, right? Then I'm using this example. It's okay, just an example. Is that good? Okay. Husband and wife, you know, and he had his daddy, she had her daddy, and the two daddies get together and negotiate a wedding contract, a ketubah. And in the contract, it spells out what he's going to do, and it spells out what she's going to do, and how they're going to live together. Okay, after that's all done, that contract is signed, they drink their wine, it's all done. Then the future husband looks at his wife that he just got married, because when they sign the contract, they're legally married, even though it's not consummated. And the future husband 
looks at his future to be wife when it consummates the marriage and he looks at her and he says this, honey, I've got to leave now. I've got to go to my father's house and prepare a place for you. I want that to sink in for a minute. Who else said that? Jesus said, I've got to go now because I've got to go to my father's house and prepare a place for you. Now, here's the deal. When he leaves, he actually goes to his father's house and he starts building a place, as it were, to prepare for his bride. And as he's at his father's house, he sends gifts back to the bride. He gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers, to equip the saints for work of ministry. That was some gifts he gave. The Holy Spirit gave nine gifts. And God himself in 1 Corinthians 12, 28, he gave gifts. I don't have time to go into that teaching, but he gave gifts. Guess what else he, what happened to the bride? What was happening to the bride? The bride and her bridesmaids were sprinkling gold dust on her, putting jewels in her. See, what are we experiencing all over the country and all over the world at times? Gold and jewels. I believe it's just God's adorning his bride. Said, I love my bride. Get ready. See, this pressure we're under is to prepare us to be the bride. And God's raising up prophetic guys like me, and I'm not the only one. There's bunches of us all over. And God's raising us up to speak to a group of people, to bring them in the purification process and reveal the truth of the word so that you can step into your destiny. Each one of you have a purpose. If you remember what I just said a minute ago in Ephesians 4, it says he gave son to be apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, to equip saints. So I'm an equipper. I'm not a minister. Okay, that's what I am. Who are the ministers? Now, I'm included in that because I have to have a pastor equip me or I have to have an evangelist equip me for certain things. We all need equipping. But part of my job is not to do that. Part of my job is to speak to your destiny, unlock it so that you can move forward. That's what this is all about. I'm not here to put on a show. I'm not a psychic. I'm a guy that God uses my big old mouth because I'm willing to open it. And as long as I open it, he'll speak. And he'll do it with anybody, any of us. Matter of fact, when Rachel and I travel, a lot of times she'll get stuff. Matter of fact, she had something today at lunch for our waitress. I mean, it's just the way it operates. We just go out and just start ministering. And it's not just here. We do this everywhere we go. Now, sometimes I'm tired and I don't do it and I get lazy. But in general, I try to do it everywhere I go. And she does too. We both do. So I want to encourage each of you tonight as you start receiving a word, and I I touched on what I wanted to touch on because I want to get into the other part. You're getting ready to receive a prophetic word. I guess they're taping it. Is that right? Okay. Let me give you another instruction. If you want to, you can get your iPhone if you want, and you can find your um, voice app, voice recorder. Don't hold it down like this. Hold the speaker up. And then when I speak over you, you can record it right here and you'll have it on your phone. 
If you've got an iPhone, it's really easy. If you've got one of them other phones, you're in trouble without them. I can't do help you. I don't have one of them. I don't know how to work them. iPhones are made for seniors. <laughs> huh? Here, let me see. Okay. Well, there it is. See where it says voice memos? Hit that voice memo thing right there. And all you got to do is press red button. Okay. See, I told you how easy it is. Now, I'm going to minister to you prophetically. And here's the reason why I want you to record it. Because some of you, you're going to hear first word out of my mouth. And all of a sudden, it's going to go like this. And you're going to hear about the first two sentences, and when you get home, you're going to go, oh, I didn't hear that. And then you're going to go, okay, got it now. It's real important that you do this. Now, 1 Timothy 1.18 says this. This is the reason I wanted to preface pressure and all this kind of stuff. 1 Timothy 1.18 says, when you get, and this is in context of prophetic ministry, because he was talking to Timothy about receiving a word. He says this. He said, fight warfare with the words that have been spoken over your life. Verse 19, if you don't, you can become shipwrecked. The reason you get a prophetic word is not so you can go, ooh, la, la, la. It's so you can get ready to fight a battle. You know, he got a word about a building, but he's had to hang on to these words to fight through the warfare process. See, he's been going through warfare with this thing. Because the other property didn't sell like he thought it was going to sell. And so to give him hope and purpose, he kept it. He said, well, you said this, God, so I'm willing to fight. I'm going to battle. He could have went the other way and said, he missed it. I'm, I'm losing it. I'm out. And a lot of people do that. You can believe that or not. A lot of people do that. So it's a big deal. So when you get go back and listen to your word, you know, you need to listen to it in detail because there's things I will say within the word and it can be a little small word like if. And if you miss that little if, then you can miss everything that I'm telling you. And, and let me tell you something. God is interested in your life. How many of you is your first time with me ever? Raise them real high. Okay, good. Y'all did good. Y'all are the best crowd yet. Everybody usually does this. I say I'm going to give you a million dollars. Everybody does this. Well, you know, his word's more precious than gold. <laughs> so you ought to be going, I'm in. Sign me up. Now, I'm going to go after some of the young people first back there. Is that a whole group of you back there? Is that the whole family? Huh? I'll go after the little ones, too, because I like them, too. And they need it, too. They need it just like you need it. Now, there's some others in here that have children, right, in the nursery. Anybody got children in the nursery? Raise your hand real high. Where? I can know y'all. I got y'all. Got y'all. Got y'all. Okay. And then I'll come after the rest of you. Is that good? You sure? You ready for this? If you're not, it's too late. (laughs) 
Okay, let me set this over here so I don't forget it. I've done that before. I've left my iPad and everything. I get all wrapped up in a meeting, and I, now I can see you. Oh, Lord, y'all are in trouble. Okay. Here we go. I like the young people, too. I'm glad y'all are here. Who y'all belong to? Cool. Who else? They belong to you? That one belongs to you. Who do you belong to? Okay. How about back here? You two little ones, who you belong to? You. You. You too. Now who's who? You. You're what? Peace out. That's cool. First time for y'all? Aren't you glad? You don't have to be afraid. It's all good. I don't bite really hard, but I do bite. Now, now who do you belong to? Who do you belong to? Yeah. Daddy O. How old are you? And how old? Eight. Eight. Who do you belong to? Her. Now you. I'm gonna start with you. Is that all right? And your boyfriend, girlfriend? Yeah. Okay. Now you little one, you smart as a whip. And sometimes you get in a little trouble because you like to talk a lot. And Jesus told me to tell you, he loves your little heart because you're a very gifted young lady. You have a lot of talent on the inside. You're smart as a whip. But a lot of times you go out and get yourself in a little trouble because of this right here. And you're always testing everybody and everything. And the Lord told me to tell you that he always sees you and he knows who you are. And see, Pops there has been having a lot of prayers about you. And he's, he loves you. And Jesus told me to tell you how much he really does care for you. And he's going to watch over your life. He's actually watched over your life even when you were a little baby that you don't even know about. Jesus watched over you. Now, you little one, you smart as can be too, but you've been, you've been through it from the time you were very little. And Jesus told me to tell you you're very special. He sees you singing all the time. There's times that you're walking through your house and you just start singing and you don't think anybody hears you, but God hears you all the time. And sometimes these songs are not just about special songs. They're songs that you're thinking about, things that you've been going through. You want God to help you and you're trying to figure everything out. Jesus told me to tell you, all you got to do is ask him for help and he'll always give you help and he'll never let you go. He told me to tell you, you're a smart little girl. He said, some of the schoolwork stuff, it gets really hard for you. But it's, he said, all you got to do is ask for help, and it won't be hard anymore. He told me to tell you, you're a very gifted young lady, and you've got to trust him. He said, ask me for help, and I'll help you. And he told me to tell you, you're not going to be afraid anymore either because you've been real afraid for this past year, year and a half because you weren't sure what was going to happen in your life. But Jesus is always going to be with you. 
and you're feeling it right now, you'll always start to feel his presence and you're going to know you're going to be okay. See, he told me to tell you, your, your tears are going to be turned into laughter. So get ready for what he's about to do. Now, Mama, you something else, girl. You've been through the ringer every which way. From the time you were 12 years old, it's always been something. You've had to fend for yourself since you were 13 years old. And you've never, never really had anybody until this dude came along that really cared about who you were. And he does care about who you are. And the Lord told me to tell you, you're not going to ever go back to where you came from. Because you're a miracle. Right before she was born, you were almost out of here. You almost left earth. But God kept you here, and he kept you here for one reason. He loves you. And he didn't want to let you go. And he told me to tell you to always ask him for anything and everything you need, just like her. And he said, don't you worry about her anymore. She's in my hands. But I want you to trust me with every part of your heart because I have plans for you that you don't know anything about. Now, you've got a voice inside of you, but you don't let anybody know about it. There's songs inside your heart of all the brokenness you've been into. He said, the brokenness will be no more. Get ready to enjoy what I'm about to give you in this life, and you'll understand my goodness. Now you dude, you one strong-willed dude. You could have gotten in all kinds of trouble. Matter of fact, you did. You stayed in it constantly. And if it wouldn't have been for the Lord, you wouldn't be sitting in this church right now. You'd have been done left to earth. Not once, but twice. Just for crazy things that you did. But I saw how the Lord came to you. And it really spoke to your heart, and it changed your heart in one day's time. And you never looked back. Now, you still dabble here and there a little bit. But he told me, tell you, you're going to quit that after tonight. Because, see, I can feel the fire inside of you right now. You're feeling it in your chest right now. It feels like anxiousness. And you're feeling the presence of God. That's what that is. And he's real, and he sees everything about you. But, you know, you're honest as the day is long. You know, you tried to tell lies, but every time you do, you blurt out the truth. You can't do it. See, God's always had you that way, and that's the reason God's protected you. He said, son, I want you to keep everything on straight and narrow and keep walking with me. I've got plans for your life, but I want you to trust me with every part of your heart. My life is being built in you, says the Lord, and you won't be the same. After tonight, you'll never be the same. Stuff you were drawn into just a week ago, a week and three days ago that you didn't want to get drawn into and you got drawn into it and you went and did it and then you went and repented to God. He heard you. He heard your repentance. See, he's real. And now tonight you know the God of heaven rules and you'll not be the same from this day forward. You too, work out everything. As a couple, you talk it out. I don't want y'all to yell it out no more. Do you hear me? It's time for you to two get on, get on the straight and narrow, get into some counseling, pastoral type counseling. Real important that y'all both do this because God's got plans for the both of you. 
But you said, I can't do this. Look where I came from. Look what I did. You're just the right person. He pulls us out of the ashes and puts us in his glory. So you two get ready and get into counseling like I told you. If you don't, I'm coming in your dreams. (laughs) It ain't good. When I come in your dreams, it ain't good. Oh, I can. You watch. I'll come to yours one night. It happens. As a matter of fact, in the next two weeks, it's going to happen so you can run and tell your daddy. (laughs) Heaven's real. (laughs) I'll come back to you two in a minute. You're saying, oh God, oh God, oh God. You two are freaking. It's good. Now, which one's yours? Now, how old are you? 14. Double in trouble right there. But y'all are good trouble. Now, little one, God's given you a lot of gifts and talents. You're a very gifted young lady. You can do anything you want to do. People in school would have loved to have been you because you can do anything you want to in school when you want to. And the Lord told me to tell you, you need to have your want to turned on because he's got things for you to do and he's things he's trying to challenge your life with and change your life with. You're one smart little girl. You make friends with everybody. At school, you're Miss Popular. Everybody knows who you are. Everybody you come in contact with, they know you because they say she's got a gift of gab. You know what gift of gab is? You know how to talk. And you do a good bit of it. Matter of fact, I see you asking mama questions all the time. You've been doing that since you've been little bitty, trying to figure everything out. But the Lord told me to tell you, He's going to start bringing dreams to your life. And you're going to start seeing dreams. You're going to start dreaming about heaven. You're going to start dreaming about things. It's going to be amazing because God's going to let you see how real he is. And even tonight, you're going to understand how real he is because you're a special young lady. You have so much talent. I even see you at home at times writing in your room little things that are in your heart in a little book. And I see you writing all these little, almost like poems. And you express how you feel in your heart. And I see Jesus picking over your shoulder, reading it. And he told me to tell you, you're special. But you need to always believe him. Believe him for anything and everything. And he'll do the impossible things for you. Because he wanted you to know he really loves you. Now, you're feeling it too. You're feeling like this warmth on you. That's the presence of the Lord. And now you know he's real. He's not some God out there floating around. He's real. He appears. He touches our life. So you get ready. Your life's never going to be the same. Now, who's this little one belong to? This right here. I'll come back and get you in a minute, Mama. You can wait for a few minutes, can't you? Okay. Double in trouble. That's you too. But I really like you guys. I love your heart, man. You've been through the ringer from the time you were a very young man. 
you've had to fight battles. You've always had to fight up. You've never been able to get to the top that you wanted to get to. But the Lord says breakthrough's right around the corner from you. There's so many things I'm about to break through in your life. When I get done with you, people are going to look and say, my God, how did he get there? And you're going to look at him and say, just God. God's been doing amazing things in your life. You're a miracle and a sign and a wonder. You're an amazing heart, too. You try to help everybody everywhere. And you're looking for your help. Your help's here. Jesus is about to take over. I know these past two and a half years have been very intense years for you. It's been the hardest that you've ever walked through. But the Lord told me to tell you, it's not going to be hard anymore. The blessings are about to come and overtake you. Everywhere you turn, blessings are going to come. It's like, you know, when something breaks, it's like ten things break. It always comes in bunches. That's what's been in your life for the past two and a half, three years. It's over with us of today. He's given you a heart of gold. Just keep believing, keep trusting him. Don't look to the left or the right. Keep your face straight ahead. Now, you're one strong-willed young lady, but you've always pushed on everything. You battle, you, you never quit. You claw through this stuff, and you never give up. And I put you two together, says the Lord. I did this. When I put you two together, I knew what I was doing. And I know these, again, these past two years have been hard on the both of you. But let me tell you, it's over with as of tonight. Y'all are going to be stepping into a brand new place. He told me to tell you he's going to heal some things in your body too. There's been some things going on in your body off and on for the past three and a half, four years. The Lord told me to tell you, you're being healed even as I'm speaking. You get ready for what I'm about to do and get ready to receive the blessings. It's getting ready to happen. Y'all have no idea what God's getting ready to do. Now you, I like you. You know why I like you? You got the best of both. You really do. You have an amazing heart. You have so much compassion. You're always looking at the underdog. You're always looking for somebody that has a harder time than you've had. And you're giving your life away to them. You're an amazing young lady. Now, I know you've had a little bit of struggle in school. A couple things were pretty hard for you. But the Lord told me to tell you, all you got to do is ask him for help, and he'll be your special tutor. And I can tell you, you'll learn the stuff just like that. And you don't have to worry about it, because Jesus told me to tell you, you're really, really smart. He's gifted you and talented you. He told me to tell you, you've got these big dreams. You want to see the world. He told me to tell you, you can. I'll let you see it. Just believe me. Just work for me and trust me, says the Lord. And I'll do many things for your life. Much like her, you're feeling it now for the first time. Because you've always wondered, God, are you really real? I know they believe, but are you really real? And now tonight, you're going to know. And you'll never, ever doubt again. And you know the God of heaven rules. And he told me to tell you, he's taken over your life. And this next year in school will be one of the best years you've ever had in your learning. Ever. And he said, daughter, I'm going to give you some special friends in the days to come. Because the past couple of years, some people had taken advantage and hurt you. And the Lord saw that. And he said, but I'm going to send you some special friends. So you get ready, says the Lord. For I've watched you, and I've had my eye on you. Amen.
gets all intense in here, don't it? I got to get me a Kleenex too. I feel it too, y'all. It's intense. Who you belong to? Her? And who else? I just want to make sure. How old are you? How old? Six? Sixteen? I know how old you are. Now you something special, little one. You're going you're to have the voice of your mama, and you're going to have the boldness of your daddy. The Lord said that you're going to walk into a brand new journey in the days to come. He's going to cause you to sing over these next couple of years, and your voice is going to be an amazing voice. He said, daughter, I've given this to you because I want you to change the world with it. Amen. And listen, I know school's a pain at times for you because you really don't like to do the work. But you're smart. And he told me to tell you, if you'll just do the work, I'm going to help you do it all. And he said, you don't worry about your life. And I know this past year it was really hard because you had some people that didn't like you so much. But Jesus said, I'm always with you. And he says, I really like you. And I'm never going to ever let you go. I'm always going to keep you in my sight. But he said, start singing for me and watch what I'll do. Because your heart's going to be a very, very big heart in the days to come. You're going to bring a lot of change to a lot of people. Some of this stuff you're not going to understand right now that I'm even speaking to you. Well, next year you'll understand. Because your mama and them are keeping this on a recorder. And you'll understand. Now you, you've been through the ringer since the last time I've been here. You've been pulled through it. That guy's talking about up there that got Joseph. That's what you've been doing. You've been going through one thing after another. And the Lord told me to tell you, he's about to put you on a high ground and you're not going to slip and slide anymore. You're going to start walking in a brand new place with him. He told me to tell you your employment's going to start changing. It's going to change in the next six weeks. And it will change as it's going to be something that's going to be more permanent than it's been ever for you. Now, I know you had a lot of struggles back when you were 14, 15 years old. It's one thing right after another. You're a miracle sitting here looking at me. And, you know, you're, you're paying some consequences now for some of the stuff that happened back then. And the Lord told me to tell you he's getting ready to wipe your slate clean. And when he gets done with it, the blessings are going to start overtaking you. And he said, I don't want you to forget where the blessings came from. I want you to give me honor and praise and glory in everything that I do. I'm going to use you to touch a generation of young men and women in the days to come. Because he pulled you out of darkness. Now he's pulled you into his marvelous light. And son, for the past year, you've been kind of sitting on a fence this way and that way. It won't be that way anymore. You're all the way in. For the hand of the Lord's upon your life this night. You'll not be the same after you leave here tonight. Next six weeks, you're going to have a job. It's going to increase your income so much, it's going to blow your mind. It ain't going to be $10. It ain't going to be $12. It's going to be 15, at minimum 15 bucks an hour. And he said, if you'll be faithful, I'm going to have you at 20 before the year's out. But trust me, says the Lord, I have many plans for you. And I know you got this dream and a vision about your own business thing. It ain't been working, so quit it. <laughs> Did you hear me? Yes. It ain't time. That's the reason you've been in a mess. So just quit. Do what I told you to do and allow God to 
get you on your feet. And then in about two years from now, that dream that's inside of you will be unlocked and it'll be carried by his glory and you won't have to worry about it anymore. You got it? Okay, I thought so. Now you, you know, you have such a big heart and you just love people. You'd do anything in the world for people. You would. When you were younger, you were troubled too. Everywhere you turned, you were getting in trouble. And you weren't doing it because you were mean. It's just the opportunity was there and you jumped on it. That's all it was. And then God got a hold of you and he started changing your life. And little by little over the past three years, he's radically changed your life. You've literally become a different person. See, it didn't happen until about three years ago. I know. But he's always had you in his sight, always. Back when you were 16 and a half or so, when you were about left to earth because of stuff you were messing with. But you, you made it. He stepped away. He stepped away in one day's time. And the hand of the Lord's been upon you. And he told me to tell you, I saw you up there singing tonight. But he said, I'm going to purify that voice of yours. He said, all the pain and all the things you've been through. He said, I want you to sing with that kind of emotion. Because that's who you really are. You get ready for what I'm about to do, says the Lord. I'm taking you to a brand new place in me. Going up to the high place. <laughs> got to have my Kleenex out. I met him. Didn't get to meet you. How many children y'all got? Nine. Look how. Did you see what they did? You went. At first, I thought you went like that. And I said, okay. Five. How old are they? Four. Say again now. Three, four. Lord, have mercy. Brother, you'd be toast if I did that to you. Now, I met your dad and your brother last time. I didn't get to meet y'all. But, brother, you've got an amazing heart. You've always had an amazing heart since you were young. You always had a passion and a compassion for others. It's never been about you. Now, when you were young, I'm talking 13, 14 years old, you were strongly opinionated. Everything you did was your way. Your daddy would say, don't do this, and you went and did it twice. That's just how you operated. And over the years, as you got your own children, you realized you can't operate like that. Because it's been like that for a long time. And the Lord had to do some healing in your heart. And he did that about a year and a half ago when he healed your heart. And when he healed your heart, you literally became a different man. And after that, the blessings of God started hitting your life. And he started bringing change day after day after day. And he said, son, I've only just begun. Your life is only just beginning in me. For I've given you a lot. I've given you both a lot to carry with your children. He said, but I'm giving you a lot in the world, the ministry world, to carry too. And he said, son, you watch what I'm getting ready to do in your life. It's only just the beginning. Part of your vocation will not just be here. It'll be in other countries. There'll be a season you'll pick up and y'all will go, even with your kids. 
He told me to tell you, and I'm going to supply every bit of your needs way beyond what you could think or ask. Now, he's given you a lot of creativity, too. And he told me to tell you, he's going to give you some business creativity for side-type stuff that's just not going to work you really hard, but there's going to be a big blessing that's going to come out of it. Okay, and the Lord's going to give this to you in the days and weeks and months ahead, so it's going to be pretty amazing. Now, young lady, you have an amazing heart. You are truly are a mama. I mean, you, I mean, even when y'all met, you would mama him. You just did because you loved him so much, but you would mama him because you wanted the best for his life, and there were same things going on in his life, and you would help him nurture him through that, and that's that nurturing thing that's on the inside of you. And see, he turned around and started giving back to you. And that's the reason you're so in love with him because he's just giving and giving and giving and you've given and given and given. And he said, as you give like that, then there's reciprocity where God just starts giving in the midst of all that. And he told me to tell you, he's going to restore your strength and your ability in the days to come. And he told me to tell you in the next two years, as these little ones get a little bit older, that you're going to be more involved in some ministry things because you've got a very big heart. You're actually a seer you see things and the lord told me to tell you that i've seen i've seen a lot of things that you've seen and they're they're right on the money and you're afraid to share them with people and the lord told me to tell you keep them written down because there's going to be a time and a season you're going to share it the only person you've ever shared with is him and they're from god he told me to tell you and the reason i know that is he let me see i stood there and watched you in the vision and this only happens when I'm in this realm right now. That's the only reason I know that. But he just wanted me to encourage you and tell you that's the reason you've had all this pressure from the time you were six years old. Enemy tried to take you out at about 11. And God took you and healed you and restored your body and restored you in one day's time. And he says, you'll never go back to that place again, ever. The hand of the Lord is surely upon you this day. Your 14-year-old's what? A boy or girl? She's a trip. She runs hard as can be. The hand of the Lord is on her. Just don't worry about her. God's going to pull her up. He's going to grab hold of her and pull her right into the heavenly realms. She's got your gifting and your demeanor. That's the reason why you two are butting heads right now. And the Lord told me to tell you it's going to get better. As a matter of fact, God's going to give you a vision about her, and you need to give her the vision. And when you give her the vision, it's going to break something in her, and she'll be different from that day forward. Okay, so don't worry about her. God's got his hand on her. You got another one? How old? Eight? Boy or girl? Another girl. Now, this one's mischievous. This one's in everything. And it checks out everything, everywhere, every time. But she's always going to be that way, and that's the kind of child she is. But don't worry about her. The curiosity in her is what's making her who she is. Sometimes you just got to let her go through that process because if she doesn't go through the process and you abort it, she gets grumpy. You understand? So just let her go through the process. She'll be all right. Now, the next one down? Boy. Now, that boy's lost in, in some ways because all the girls, you know, he is. And he's not lost, I mean lost, lost, but he's just lost in all the girls and all that stuff going on. But he's coming into his own identity right now. So he's pushing everything, okay? And he's going to try a lot as he gets a little bit older, but it's okay. Don't worry about him. He's a very gifted young man. 
He's very, very, very gifted. I mean, extreme. Music's all around him. And God's going to put music inside of him. I'm talking in the next two years, he's going to be playing instruments. It's going to blow your mind. The hand of the God is on him. Now you got two more. One's four. How, what is that, a little boy? That little boy came out of your belly running and hadn't stopped. I mean, that's like you got to keep an eye on that one everywhere you go. It runs here. You'll be over here if you're not looking. Always keep your eye on that one, but he's going to be okay. He's going to be one that's going to be very smart. School's going to be just a breeze to him. He's going to catch it all. You're going to get every bit of it. You don't have to worry about him. The last one is a, another boy. Three boys and two girls. Is that right? Now, the little one, that one's going to be your rotten one. Okay, he already is rotten to the core. And the reason he's rotten to the core is because everybody's taking care of him. And he knows it. And so what he does is he comes and works you, and if he can't get you, he goes to you, and then if he can't get you, he goes right down the line <laughs> until somebody grabs a hold of him, and then he's good. He has to be entertained all the time. But he's not going to, don't worry about him, he's going to be okay. He's a smart little one. That was, a, that was your tough birth, too, by the way. And the Lord just wanted me to let you know he's going to be all right. He's got a good kid. So I bless you, too, with that and your children. Amen. It's all intense, don't it? Now, who has never received it? I know you had, and I'll come back there and get you in a minute. You never? You never? I've never given you a word? Cool. How about on this row? How many have I never given a word to? Okay, I'm going to go after some of y'all first. Okay? I'm going to get all you newbies first. Then I'll come after the rest of you. And you can tell them, all of them that weren't here tonight, what they missed. I'm sowing into your lives because I want to see God do some things. Okay, this is intense stuff for me too. So I'll be over here in a minute. So never you. How about y'all on the end? I ever got y'all? Got y'all last year? Cool. I didn't get you? Who are you? Well, who are you? Bill Hegler, her husband and child of God. You're what? child of God. That's a word, brother. I'm glad you finally showed up. I saw her last year, but you here. About time you showed up. Let me tell you something about you. When you were younger, you were one strong-willed man. You did everything your way. And if it wasn't your way, bye-bye. And that's the way you work life. And then God got a hold of you about 18 years ago and changed your life. He turned you on your head and shook everything out of you. And even about eight and nine months ago, you went through an event physically in your body. And the Lord told me to tell you, he healed you. And he's going to continue to keep you healed. He's got many things for you to do in the days to come. You fought through not one time, but two different things. And he told me to tell you, he's kept you in both of them. And neither one of those things will ever return to your body ever again. He said, son, I've got things for you to do and things for you to do for me. And I want you to serve my people. I want you to humble yourself before me, come before me, cry out to me, and watch what I'm going to do in your life. Your life is not over. It's just beginning. You didn't miss anything. More is to come. The greater is to come in the days to come, says the Lord. I have so many things for you, things that I've kept hidden for so many years because you couldn't have handled the goodness of what I'm about to do in your life. He said, son, I know you've been through the fire, but no longer are you in the fire. I call you son. 
and I'm your daddy, says the Lord. I'm a good daddy too. Because see, when you were a young man, you needed a good daddy. And that good daddy wasn't always the one that you saw on this earth, but your good daddy is your father from heaven. And he's restoring your soul. And even as I'm speaking to you right now, your whole body's shivering on the inside. And the reason why is, is God said, I'm restoring you and bringing you in a new place with me. You shall understand me in this last day and you shall see even dreams and visions in the days to come. I'm going to allow you to experience my heavenly realm like you've never experienced it before. Now you're a very big giver, says the Lord. And because of your giving, I'm going to give abundance to you. Because you gave out of your need much of the time. Get ready for what I'm about to do. Come back to you in a minute. Here I am. <laughs> what you wiping your noses for? I ain't even prophesied over y'all. Lord have mercy. Now how many newbies here? All the way down here. Lord have mercy. You by yourself? You married? Where's your bride at? Family member. All right. She coming tomorrow? I'll nail her tomorrow. <laughs> they both be here tomorrow? Huh? I'll tell you what I'll do. You wait till tomorrow, I'll get all four of you. Together as a family. Is that, is that fair? That way they can hear and they can hear everything. Is that good? You don't mind? Cool. Just remember, I remember you, but just poke up your hand. When I say, when I say, has anybody ever received ministry? You raise it. No, not me. And I'll, I'll make sure I got you. Okay. But I want to get you and your whole family. I think it's important that I do it. You too. You have a husband and wife. Okay. I have to ask. I'm not quite that good yet. One day I'll be that good. Now you're something else. You've always been something else. And it's been a good something else. See, all the pressure you walked through from the time you were 12 years old to the time you were 26 to 27, and you went through the fire, girl. You're a miracle sitting here looking at me. And I know even the past five years, it's been real intense. Every time you turned around, something broke. And you said, God, when's it going to be fixed? I can't deal with this anymore. You said, when am I coming out of this process? He told me to tell you, you're this close to come out of the process. And daughter, I've been refining you as silver. I've been putting the pressure in your life not to destroy you, but to bring you close to me, says the Lord. I just don't want you to give up hope. I want you to keep believing and trusting me. And I know you've been through the fire. There's been so much that's gone on in your life. And you've thrown up your hands and said, God, I just can't handle another day of this. He said, you're not going to have to. He said, I'm going to give you the peace that only I can give. And I'm speaking to the storms in your life, and I'm saying, be still. And they're going to be still. And for the first time in about three years, you're going to start feeling peace after tonight. The peace of God. Those tears do with good. They cleanse the soul. And you've been holding them back like a flood for years. But the Lord told me to tell you, from this day forward, you're going to start crying at the drop of a hat. And the glory of the Lord is going to start touching you on every side. 
He said, so you might as well get ready because you're going to get so sensitive to the presence of God. Not, you're not just going to get it in church. This is going to happen in your home and other places that you go. You're going to impact and touch a group of people in the days to come because I've used you and I'm going to continue to use you. He said, daughter, I've gifted you and you've got to trust the gift on the inside of you. He said, I put you to work, stay to work. Keep your nose to the grindstone. Now, brother, you're one strong-willed dude. You're, about, you're a bulldog. That's the way you've always been. You ain't been mean. You're just a bulldog. You're bound and determined you're going to push every boundary, every border. That's the way you've always been. You've had to be that way. Because when you grew up, you were just like one of the other ones I talked to in here. You had to carry everything all by yourself. You've been a loner. When you were younger, you were very much a loner. You never came out, touched other people because you just said, I can't handle it. I couldn't be around it. And then he gave you her. And y'all did good for about the first three years. And then y'all been going through heck. And the Lord wanted me to let you know it's time for a restoration and a healing. And he said, you two get ready for what I'm about to do. I'm about to do a brand new thing in the both of you. And I'm going to touch both of your families, says the Lord. Both of them. And my hand's going to move. And you're going to see the salvation of the Lord. And brother... You don't give up hope. You got to keep your dreams alive. And you got some big dreams on the inside of you that got killed. And the devil didn't do it. God did it. Now he's going to put his dreams inside of you and your life's going to be different. He said, I'm going to put my fire inside of you, says God, and you'll never be the same after tonight. Get ready for what I'm about to do. You here by yourself? You related to any of these people? You ain't ever been by yourself. You know everybody, and everybody knows you. You're the one that goes around and pulls everybody together. You're taking care of this one. You're taking care of this one. And you said, Lord, when's somebody going to take care of me? And he says, I'm here to take care of you tonight, says the Lord. From this day forward, you're going to understand my goodness. And I'm going to restore some things that were stolen out of your life about four years ago, says the Lord. And you cried and you said, God, how did this happen? I don't understand. He said, well, daughter, you don't have to worry. I'm about to fix all that now. And you're going to forget all these memories. You're going to understand who I am. For I, the Lord, am about to do a brand new thing in your life and in your heart. And you shall understand my goodness. And you shall give my goodness away to others in the days to come. Get ready for what I'm about to do. For I, the Lord, am doing this thing in you. Trust me with all your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding. Move with me. The trembling isn't just on the outside. It's on the inside. And the reason why it's on the inside, it's just the presence of God. He just wanted you to know that. There have been some things going on on the left side of your body, and God's going to heal it. And he told me to tell you it's healed. And I declare the healing in your body this night, and you will be healed. And when you go to the doctor in about a week and a half, he's going to tell you, I don't know what's happened, but you're healed. You tell him what happened. Dr. Jesus came. He's a specialist. <laughs> and he handled it. You understand? So don't worry about that no more. Now you, who are you here with? Yourself? Your friends? Is that your friend there? You mean you got some friends? You got lots of friends. Now, you're amazing heart. And I know the 
So many things that you've walked through, everybody forgets to cut that on. You own now. The Lord just doesn't want me to tell you not to worry anymore. He wants you to start thinking about things differently. There's so many things that's gotten ripped out of your life, not once, not twice, but three different times. And when it got ripped out each time, it ripped a part of your heart. And I saw the Lord blow in your heart tonight, and he put all the pieces back together again. And he told me to tell you that this time of your life will be some of the best it's ever been. And you've had some good times through the years. But he told me to tell you right now, specifically, from this time forward till he returns will be the best time you've ever lived. And he said, daughter, I'm going to restore some things back to you. And I'm going to give you way beyond what you could even think or ask. Matter of fact, daughter, you're not even going to ask. You're going to think about it, and I'm going to just give it to you. That's all you got to do is think on it. By the way, that's the language of heaven, thoughts. You understand? Because... You know, heaven, whether people know it or not, the language of heaven is our thoughts. Everything's done by the speed of thought. Everything. So so is a man thinketh, so is he. That's a real word. So that's the reason you gotta be careful of your thinking. And he told me to tell you to keep be very careful of your thinking because he's gonna hear it and he's gonna move on it. And he said, Daughter, I'm gonna use you as a mama to touch other young, uh, young ladies and older ladies. I want you to touch your life and I want you to be that mama. He says, because I put that inside of you and I want you to do this because as you do this, and I'm going to give you more and more and more. And he says, daughter, you're not on the back burner. You're on the front burner and I'm getting ready to use you in the near future. So get ready for what I'm about to do. Amen. You here by yourself? Yes. Where's he at? Oh, you're married, though, aren't you? Where's he at? Yeah, what? <laughs> Tell him I'm going to lay I'll get you all tomorrow, then. Is that okay? I know you're expecting tonight, but it will be better tomorrow. Because I need to get you as a couple. To me, that's real important. Okay? Cool? I'll come back and get you in a minute. It's all good. I'm glad you finally got him here. <laughs> Y'all just didn't know what you were getting into, did you? How many back here have not got it? You? None of y'all? None of y'all? None you either? I'm glad you showed up tonight. I got you back there already. I got you in my sight. I ain't forgot about you. Let me start up. How many over here have I not gotten? I've gotten, I've gotten him, hadn't I? I've gotten you a couple times, dude. Huh? Who's the parents with small children? Who else? Is there any more parents with small children? Where? Huh? Okay. Where'd your hubby go? Well, as soon as he comes back, I'll get y'all. Who else does have small children besides you two back here? In the nursery. Y'all are it? Okay, when they come back, I'll nail them. And you can have the nursery workers out there, and I'll nail them too. Huh? You got, huh? Who's that? You got children? Are you married? Where's your bride at? 
Say again. Okay, let me give you a word for her, you and her. How many children you got by there? That's new life. Now, brother, you got a gifted heart. You're an amazing, gifted man. God has given you much talent from the time you were very young. You didn't know what to do with yourself when you were 13, 14 years old. So you get in all kinds of little trouble. It wasn't bad trouble. You just got in trouble because you didn't know what to do with yourself. And the Lord, when he got a hold of you, he jerked you up by the back of your neck and blew life into you. And he changed you in one day's time just like that. He changed everything in your life. And the Lord told me to tell you that this season of life that you're in, he's about to bring great joy, greater than even the childbirth. There's going to be greater joy that's coming. And he said, because of your giving to me, says the Lord, I'm getting ready to pour abundance back in your life. The blessings of God are about to overtake you. And your, your wife, she's an amazing lady. And that was a whole miracle that you two even met. God did that in a supernatural way because it should have never happened. But God did it. And y'all have been very special to each other. Now, your wife has walked through some things off and on from the time y'all been married. There's been some physical things in her body and even some emotional things in her physical body. But the Lord's going to heal her. This is going to be a time of healing. When this one's born, the new one's born, everything in her body will be restored. And even parts of her emotion will be restored. And the Lord wanted me to let you know that. And I know it's been real intense. But the Lord told me to tell you this is a promise and this shall be a sign. When this child is born, my presence shall come and overshadow the both of them, and they shall be healed. And they shall bring healing even within the midst of your family. So get ready for what I'm about to do, says the Lord. Amen. There they are. That's the last two, right? Huh? Where? Those two, right? I already got them. I don't worry about it. I got them. How's this little one? How old? She's something else already, boy. That's going to be a handful of baby. You better be careful. She's going to have his personality. I'm just warning you right now. But this one's going to be in the music more than you are. This one right here will be. Music's going to be part of her portion. As a matter of fact, she listens to music. She's dancing already through the house. And she loves it. And the Lord just wanted me to let you know that by the time she's five, she'll have lots of mastery and lots of stuff, including the English language. She's already going to be talking very soon. If she's not talking now, she'll be talking in the next two months, very clear and understanding things. And the Lord told me to tell you that's been a gift from heaven to you too. And so just trust him with her and always hold her up to him. He says, she's mine. And if you'll trust me with her, I'll raise her up. And daughter, the Lord just really wanted me to encourage you and tell you since the last time I saw you that God has been doing such many deep things inside your heart because when she was born, so many things started coming up in your life. And the Lord started peeling off stuff and, as it were, skimming off stuff like silver. You know, there's dross on silver, and he put heat in your life, and he had to skim it off. And you're finding out who you really are for the first time in your life. You were hiding behind a lot of different things, and now you're being the real you. And the Lord told me to tell you he's really proud of you because you finally started doing that. And he said, daughter, I've got so many plans for you, way beyond what you could think or even dream or ask. And my purposes are just beginning in your life. And in the days to come, you shall be singing prophetic songs, and they shall flow out of your spirit 
like a river, says God. And there'll be new songs from heaven, and the glory shall accompany these new songs. And it shall rain like the summer rain. It shall rain upon people. And it shall cause them just to fall out even in God, and they'll understand. They'll start having vision because you've obeyed me, says the Lord. So trust me with that. And brother, you've been through the fire this year too. It's been one thing after another with you. God's been putting his finger in every part of your heart. And he's been fixing so many things on the inside of you. And he told me to tell you, you've yielded yourself to him this past year more than you ever have your whole life. You've literally said, God, I'll lay down this, I'll lay down this. And you were willing to lay down everything. And the Lord said, I never intended you to lay down the things. I intended on getting your heart captured in me. Son, I put an evangelistic voice inside of you to speak and make declarations for me in the days to come. I want you to step into your calling in the days to come. It's not just music for you. Don't hide yourself in the music. Come out of the music and hide yourself in me. I want you to come before me and lay before me, says the Lord, because I want to speak to you some things to come. I'm going to make some declarations in your life, and I'm not going to tell you what they are right now. He's going to tell you first, and I'll give you a phone call when he tells me to call you, and I'll tell you what he told you. Did you hear me? It's going to confirm to you because he's wanting to speak to you and bring it out in you. It's not going to come from your daddy. It ain't coming from her. It's coming from heaven. You're going to have to hear it from heaven or you won't move on it. But he said, you need to seek me with all your heart. This will be a brand new season for you, says the Lord. I pulled back the, some things even in the workplace where you had more time with me. Humble yourself. Lay on the floor before me, says the Lord. And I literally mean that too. He said, son, I'm going to speak some things to you. And when I get done with you, you're going to come out of the room a different man. You're going to go in one way and come out a different way as a different man. He said, get ready for what I'm about to do, says the Lord. Because when I speak and declare this thing to you, you'll never be the same. So I bless the both of you. Buckle your seatbelt for that boy. Now you, you double and trouble. You just ain't trouble. You double trouble. But you're a gifted man. Are you married? You're not. You're a single man. Single, that's the reason you double trouble. But the Lord's been doing so many things for you. I saw you when you were young. I saw you when you were 13, 14 years old. And you couldn't even talk to anybody during those days. You couldn't even look people in the eyes. And the Lord had to start dealing in your heart. And when you were coming through school, it was a very difficult time for you. Up until the end of high school. And you said, God, I just want to get out of here. I don't even want to be here. And when you came out, God started dealing in your life. And he started bringing change. In the past two and a half years, he's radically changed your life. Radically. And you've got a heart for ministry and missions. And the Lord said, I'm going to open up the missions in the days to come. I'm going to send you to another country. And he said, I'm doing this thing in your heart. This isn't some man, something man's contrived. I'm the one that's doing this. I've got you on my radar. I've had you on my radar. And he said, son, when I send you to this other country, that's where you'll meet your special one, says the Lord. And he says, I've got her for you in the days to come. But he said, I want you to step into your destiny. I don't want you to run this way and run that way. I want you to trust me with all your heart. I don't want you to lean to your own understanding because you're one that calculates everything down to the nth degree. He said, quit doing that. Trust me. When I say faith, it's time to step into it and walk with me. He said, get ready for what I'm about to do, says the Lord. 
Because even your heart, even as I'm speaking, your heart's starting to burn on the inside of you. And he, he told me to tell you, son, this mission thing's going to happen within the next 22 months. And it's going to happen so quick, it's going to make your head spin. But you get ready and start preparing your heart and humble yourself before me and watch what I'll do. Because I'm getting ready to do this thing. For I'm the God of heaven. And I call those and I'm pleased with you. So run after me. You devote, I saw you. About this two and a half, three years ago, you gave out God everything. You said, God, you can have everything. I'm tired of doing what, I'm, what I've been doing. You can have every bit of me. And because you did this, that's what he's, the reason he's getting ready to send you out. So get ready for what he's about to do. Amen. Now you. And then I'll just keep moving on down the line for the newbies. I ain't forgot about you. I ain't forgot about y'all. Then I'll, I hadn't forgot about you back there. Now you, I saw you last time, right? But I didn't see you. You were lost, but now you're found. <laughs> Do what now? I know. He was lost, but now he's found. <laughs> but I like you. I really do like you, man. I love your heart. Amazing. Now you, you're something special. You've allowed the Lord to really work in your heart over the years. It hadn't always been easy. But you've allowed the Lord to do so many things in your heart since the last time I was here. Boy, you went through a real downtime for about three months. You got so low, you almost didn't come out of it. You pulled back from everything. But now the Lord's lifted you up on high, and he said, I'm getting ready to give you more than you've ever even dreamed of. He said, daughter, your end days shall be greater than your former days ever were. I have so much prepared for you that you haven't even seen the beginnings of it yet. He said, I've even given you a gift of intercession to really pray for the people. He said, daughter, I hear your prayers, so please pray as I put it upon your heart because I have so much to do in the earth, but it depends on my people humbling themselves and praying and seeking my faith for me to move upon the earth because I've given the authority to you, says the Lord, to my people to bring this earth into the fullness of the sons of God. So get ready. This next year will be an amazing year for you too. The blessings of God are about to overtake the both of you. Now, brother, you're going to be a puddle like you are right now. What you're experiencing right now, you're going to experience it in every service from this day forward. You're not even going to be able to stop crying because the presence of the Lord is going to be all over you. Amen. Now you, you didn't know what you were getting into, but you came and said, I'll just come and check this thing out. I heard you talk to somebody telling them that. I'm just going to check this out. And here you are checking it out. And you've been weeping the whole night because of the presence of God. Now you're one strong-willed woman. You're bound and determined. You're going to push every boundary down. You're going to push everything down. You're going to run hard towards God. And he said, daughter, I put things in your heart when you were very young. But you wouldn't listen to me. You ran this way and you ran that way. And now I've got you in the palm of my hand, and I'm never going to let you go. And I'm never going to let your little one go either, says God. I've got my hand on her, and I, just as I have my hand on you. Daughter, I watched over you when you were a teenager. When you were out for trouble everywhere you turned, I plucked you out of fires and blew you off and cleaned you up, and you jumped right back in it. And just in the past two years, it's been real intense been one thing after another. The Lord said the one thing after another's are over. 
He told me to tell you the blessings are about to overtake you for the first time in a long time. He said, don't give up hope. Your future is greater than you ever even dreamed. Trust me with all your heart. Don't look to anybody else but me, says the Lord, and watch me fulfill the dreams in your heart. Amen. Let me get these other newbies. Who else? All four of y'all newbies, aren't you? I thought I got you last year, but I, I was mistaken identity. Now, husband and wife. Now, brother, you're gifted and talented. And he gave you somebody that was just as gifted and talented as you are. And brother, you've got such a humble heart. You've always given your life to others. You've always taken care of others your whole life. You've given up on stuff for you to take care of others. I saw you take money out of your pocket and just hand it to people when you needed it the most because you wanted to serve the people. And he said, son, I put a real heart inside of you for my people. And he said, I've only just begun in your life, in your ministry part of your life. See, because you never understood what it was all about. You've always been trying to figure it out, but you've just been going through life, but you're not going to go just go through life anymore. You're about to experience the fullness of God in the days to come. Your life will never be the same after tonight. He said, son, I'm going to push you into things that you never thought that you could do. I'm going to bring you into my presence. You're going to understand. And even this prophetic thing I'm doing, I'm not calling you a prophet, but you're going to start prophesying like I do. He's just going to step up in a restaurant. You're going to have a word for somebody. And you're going to look at your, you're going to, it's almost like you're going to be standing and say, how in the world did that even happen? God said, because of me. He said, I'm going to use one that nobody's expecting. And he said, I'm getting ready to use you far greater than you ever dreamed or thought. And by the way, some blessings are about to overtake you too financially. And I know you've needed it. And you know, you're one that you don't get stressed out about a whole lot. You just kind of cruise through life and love life. You support him and do anything in the world that you can to help him. But he does the same with you. Now, you've been fighting a few battles, too. Some of yours have been physical. And the Lord told me to tell you, those are over with as of tonight. You're not going to be fighting in that realm anymore. You're going to be fighting in spiritual battles, but you're going to overcome. Because you've read the end of the book, and guess who won? He did. And he said, I put you two together. These years ago, he said, the reason I put you two together is I needed a mama and a daddy to touch people. He said, you two are very much that way. You always look in the best for everybody else. And now God's getting ready to pull the best out of you. He said, fulfillment in your life will be the most fulfilled these next five years that's been your whole life. These will be the most fulfilled times you've ever had. By the way, you're exactly where you're supposed to be too, by the way. He told me to tell you that. Y'all been pondering that just in the past three weeks. I just gave you your answer. Amen. Mama gone? I'll get her in a minute. You. You sitting here waiting. And then I get here and you go, oh God, oh God, oh God. That's what everybody does. But it's all right. The Lord just told me to tell you, are you married? You're all by yourself. You ain't going to be by yourself very long. Don't worry about that. You've been worrying about that too much. You've been going through the fire too much. The Lord said, you got to trust me in that part of your life too. You trust him everywhere else, but you got to trust me there, says the Lord. I know it's been hard. I know you've been walking through it. And you've been crying out for this for about six, seven years now. 
And the Lord says, it's about to come to pass because I'm the Lord that sees the hearts of people. He said, daughter, I've had to work in your heart all these years because you've been walking through the fire. One day after another, it's always been something. You've never been able to really rest. I see at night, you just lay awake and think on everything. And when four o'clock comes around, you say, oh God, I gotta get up in two hours. But the Lord told me to tell you, that's getting ready to change. He said, daughter, I want you to put down on a list, as it were in your journal, what you want from him. And he said, I'm going to give you the answers. He said, I'm going to start speaking to you and you never have to worry about it. Daughter, I've been re-equipping you and refurbishing you, as it were, in the spirit, so to speak. Because you were a powerhouse back when you were younger. And you let everything got pulled out from the rug got pulled out from under you and never made it back since. The Lord said, after tonight, the next 10 to 12 days, you're going to step back into a former glory, which is going to pull you into the new glory. And he says, you're not going to miss this next move of God. You'll be right in the middle of it with a man right along your side. <laughs> That's intense. It's crazy when you see stuff like this. Y'all still hanging, ain't you? All good. <laughs> Next. I've already gotten you once, haven't I? Yes. What about you? I ain't, why are you hiding, hiding back there, dude? Oh, okay. Ever gotten you? Oh, Lord. How many over there? Two? What you grinning about? You know what's getting ready to happen, don't you, bro? <laughs> it's all good, ain't it, bro? Yeah. You got a good heart. It's so big. And you know, the Lord wants you to dream. He just really wants you to start dreaming. See, you laid down all your dreams back when you were a teenager. And you gave your life to something. And you didn't realize what you were giving it to. And it really almost destroyed you over a period of time. And then the Lord had to rescue you as it were. And now you're trying to figure out who you are once again. And the Lord says, I know who you are. You're my daughter. You're my princess. I've always held you close. I've never let you go. Even when you were wandering this way and that way. I've always held you close. He said, you're just beginning to see what I'm getting ready to do in your life, says the Lord. The greatest days of your life are just ahead. And you told the God just two nights ago, you said, God, I can't keep going down this road. I'm going down. Something's got to change. He just told me, tell you, it's starting tonight. He's going to start opening so many things up for you, and you're going to understand the love of God and the peace of God. See, because you look peaceful on the outside, but in the inside, it's total chaos. <laughs> but he told me to tell you, what you see on what people see on the inside are now going to be on the inside. And he said, "I'm going to make it so clear to you for your future that you're going to understand how what you're made for, and you're only just beginning in your life." And you think to yourself, "Well, how how did I miss all of it? You didn't. It was just your journey." Get ready to step into this new thing. And the Lord said, I shall give you abundance.
get ready, get ready, get ready. I'll come over that way in a minute. Let me come here and then I'll circle around. Is that good? I hadn't forgot about you. Hey, young man. I like your heart when you came in. I didn't even see you come in, but I just knew that the hand of the Lord has been upon your life since you've been a very young man. You've never turned to to the left or the right. You've kept your focus on me, says the Lord, your whole life. You've never understood why your life has been the way it has been. And I saw your hand of the plow so many different times. And you've laid down the plow just as many times as you've picked it up, says the Lord. He said, why did you lay down the plow? I never told you to lay it down. But the adversity was so great that you felt like you didn't have any options. But the Lord says, I'll take you through the adversity. He said, son, I'm getting ready to refire you. He said, I've put so much in you and I've invested in you all these years. And now I'm calling you out. And I'm putting you a new place in me, says the Lord. And your hand will once again go to the plow. And many doors shall open, not only in this state, but in the nation, said the Lord. Get ready for what I'm about to do, because there's a gift of God on the inside of you far bigger than you ever even thought or dreamt. There's even a gift of healing in your body. It's been in there for a very long time. I saw you laying hands on people and them getting supernaturally healed. And it went to your head when it was young. And people abused you and abused you. And you laid it all down because you got burnt out from all of it. Because they didn't understand the gift of God. But God said, I'm resurrecting the gift. And I'm going to touch it in a brand new way. And even as the healing revivals happened in the 40, it shall happen once again in your life. Get ready for what I'm about to do, says the Lord. For my presence shall go with you and be before you. Nobody even knows this about you because you don't tell nobody nothing. But the hand of the Lord just revealed it tonight. So get ready to step back into this place. That's the reason this thing that you just quit too, not too long ago, you didn't get quit. They kind of wanted to part ways because God said, I got a new journey for you. You get ready to run with me. I'm restoring everything back to you. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready because it's about to happen just like that. Now, Mama, I like you. I liked you when you came in. I told your son when I talked to him on the phone the other day, I saw some things in your body. And the Lord told me to tell you to declare healing over those things in your body. He said, daughter, you've got many, 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 many more years to be upon this earth because I've got things for you to do in the days to come. And he's, a lot of these things have been a spiritual attacks off and on for the past 10 years because he told me some things about you seeing into the realm and you do see into the realm a lot. And you're very clear and very concise in it. And the Lord told me to tell you he's getting ready to take you into 4D vision. You're not going to just see it. You're literally going to be there. You understand? And he's going to make some things clear to you. And that's part of the reason you've had to go through a lot of pressure for the past two years. And it's been real, real intense in your life. On every side, he don't even know it. You've kept everything hidden in your heart. You wouldn't tell him because you didn't want to worry him. You've always done that your whole life. But I'm telling on you. Because this man loves you more than you've ever been loved. And he just wanted, God wanted you to know that. But he told me to tell you, I'm just beginning to use you in your ministry in the days to come. I'm getting ready to show you something that's coming up on the earth. It's going to be cryptic in the beginning, but I'm going to give you the interpretation. But you're going to have to wait on it. And when you get this thing, 
You need to tell him and many others in the days to come because it's going to help people prepare for what God's getting ready to do because he's getting ready to give you unusual sight. You've had a lot of sight, but you ain't seen nothing yet. Nothing like you're getting ready to see, says the Lord. As a matter of fact, I saw the Lord just reach down just now and peel back some things across your eyes. And tonight when you get home, when you lay down your head, it's going to be like heaven's going to open. So you get ready for what he's about to do. And he said that broken heart that you've been walking with for about 16 years now, he's going to blow on that heart of yours too. It's not going to be broken anymore. He's going to restore your soul like it's never been restored. For I, the Lord, can do this thing because I'm the God of heaven. And I shall surely establish myself in your life tonight. And Ryan, I've already given you a couple of words, but I want to give you one more. The Lord just really wanted me to encourage you and tell you the next six weeks are going to be real critical in your life. You need to spend time, more time in prayer. You need to call out some time, either in the morning or late evening, whichever way you can call it out. When you've got family, I know it's hard. But the Lord told me to tell you to call out some time. It's real important that you do this. You've got to press in to what he's getting ready to pull you into. Now, he said, son, if you'll stay on your face before me, you won't be drug in, you'll jump in. And when you jump in, it's different. When you jump in, then you get everything that goes with it. And some of this glory stuff you've been looking for, you ain't seen nothing. You think you've been seeing stuff. He said, son, in the next month and a half, literally the glory's going to get so heavy. In one of those Sunday meetings, you're going to just, you're just going to be on the ground. You ain't going to be able to get up. That's the reason why you've got to press into what I'm telling you to do. It's real, 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 real important. You sow into the spirit. Did you hear me? If you don't, I'll be traveling in the spirit and you'll find out, you'll find out about it. I'll come and tell you about it. And the next time we'll see you, Rachel and I see you, we'll be ministering to your family what he told me to tell you. Now you, you one strong-willed puppy. Pardon? You one strong-willed puppy. Yeah. You've always been that way. Yeah. But you ain't that strong. You're a big old teddy bear on the inside. You talked a bunch of smack, but you were too big a teddy bear. Yeah. Right. You did all the time. That's the way you've always been. Mm-hmm. But you know what? You're soft as can be, and God has always had you that way. And I saw him doing some things in your heart over the past two years. And he said, son, I had to do that to get you to where you could still be here on earth for a while. And he said, I did that. I'm the one that protected you through during that time because you were almost out of here. You were almost gone. You're within really a minute and a half to two minutes from leaving earth, except I, the Lord, did this thing. And he said, son, I've kept you here. And he said, I sent you to special doctors and they got everything taken care of. See, I know how to work through doctors, says the Lord. And I did on your behalf. Now, son, I want you to give me every part of your life, every bit of it. I don't want you to hold nothing back from me. Run to me for everything. Don't you move anymore without asking me questions. Used to, you'd pick up and move at the drop of a hat. You just would. That's just how you were made. But the Lord said, I don't want you to do that anymore. I want you to learn to obey my voice. I've got things for you to do for me. I've called you into my army. It's time for you to get your feet on the ground and get your boots on and get to marching for me. 
for I've got a brand new thing for you to do. Amen. Okay, let me come back over this way. Y'all are wearing me out. It's y'all's fault. It ain't mine. Who do you belong to? Say again now. This is my youngest child, my youngest son. That's my granddaughter, my daughter's daughter. Daughter's daughter. Hey, trouble. I like you. You like it too, and you know it. That's the reason you're still sitting here just a smiling. Now you, you've been through the fire off and on most of your life. You've had to fight many battles all by yourself. And the Lord said, I've given you the strength to do it. He said, now I'm going to carry you from these day forward, said the Lord. I'm going to fix some things in your body too. There's been some things been off and on been going on in your body for the past three years. And you've been battling it one thing right after another. And the Lord's going to heal it. He did something in your blood even as I'm speaking right now. There have been some things going on in your blood that's causing some all kinds of issues. And he says, daughter... If you'll believe me, I'll heal all those issues because I'm the God of heaven that heals. Trust me with all your heart and watch what I do. Don't give up hope. There'll always be enough. Have I not ever met every one of your needs? Even though it might have been 1202, I still met it. So get ready. I'm about to meet it in greater abundance. Now you, you're one strong-willed man. You've done everything your way for a long, long time. You were nothing but double trouble. And then Lord God finally got a hold of you because some things started happening in your life that you had no control over. And it started melting your heart. And God has done, done a brand new work on the inside of you. He said, behold, I put a new heart in you. It was a heart that was broken and not healed. Now the Lord have done this work inside of you. Get ready for what I'm about to do. I'm going to restore much in your physical body in the days to come. There's some things that you've been fighting in your body too. I see it on your back. I see it all the way back down your legs. And I declare it to be healed now because you need it. There's some things that you need to be doing work-wise. You can't do it because of all this. You're healed as of tonight. When you walk out that door out there, you're going to feel the power of God hit your back all the way down your legs. And when you walk out of here, you're going to be healed. And you'll be able to do anything you want to. And don't be looking back there wondering what happened. Just know the God of heaven did it. Amen. I'm crazy. Now he's crazier. I am. I'm crazy. Now, you two, I'm going to get tomorrow morning in front of everybody. Is that all right? If I don't want y'all to sweat. I ain't going to. I just feel like that's what I'm supposed to do in front of everybody. It's real important that I'm supposed to do it that way. I don't understand, but I'm. Okay, how are y'all all connected? Y'all all friends? He's my son-in-law. Son in love. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she invited me here an hour and a half ago, or before this happened. And you didn't even know what you were coming into, did you? But I, the Holy Spirit told me to come. That's the reason you're here. You're about to get in trouble, too. But it's good trouble. Now, mother in love. How you like that? Isn't that right, brother? Now what she is, mother in love. You know that's true, brother. And that's my daughter. Where is she be? Uh, oh, Lord. She's the camera girl. 
I remember them last. I remember y'all. I'll get y'all in a minute. I got to get down. My mother in love. You're an amazing woman for everything that you've walked through. To be sitting here even looking at me is a miracle. There's so many things that you've had to experience in this life. Most people would have thrown up their hands and quit, but you didn't. You kept persevering. You've had to fight from the time you were 13 years old, and you've never quit. He told me to tell you, he doesn't want you to fight anymore. He's going to start fighting your battles for you. He said, daughter, I'm going to start restoring some things back in your life that got literally ripped out. He said, but I'm getting ready to restore some things back. You're going to have to believe me and trust me. Now, you're one that says, show me first, and then I'm going to do it. He's saying, I want you to do it without me showing. Just believe me and start moving towards me. I have so many plans for you that you don't even know about. There's things that I've watched over your life from the time you were very, very young. Your daughter don't even know about it. You've kept it hidden all these years, and you fought some really hard battles. And I saw you back when you were about 16 and a half, 17. You didn't forgive yourself. God did, but you didn't forgive yourself. And you've been carrying this thing all these years. And he said, daughter, I don't want you to carry it anymore. I want you to leave it at my altar because I've already forgiven you. It's already been cast in the sea of forgiveness, never to be remembered again. He says, so I heal your mind, I heal your soul, and I'm bringing you into a brand new place and a brand new journey. For my hands shall move upon you in this day like you've never seen before. And I shall touch you from head to toe. And even some of the physical infirmities that you've had off and on for the past 10 years, the Lord said, I'm going to start a process of healing in your life. He said, I wish that you would prosper even as your soul prospers. Starting this night, your soul is beginning to prosper, and now your physical body shall prosper too. So get ready for what I'm about to do, for I, the Lord, am doing this. Okay, here we go again. It's all good. Now you... Y'all knew? Y'all knew? Okay, I'll come and get y'all in just a minute. That all right? You all right? Cool. If you ain't all right, I'll just smack him. Just kidding, brother. Now you, you one slappy happy lady. That's the way you are. That's the way you've been about life. You knew that if you didn't laugh, you'd be crying. So you decided you're just going to start laughing because you had a lot to cry about. There's so many things that's happened in your life over the past 15 years that most people wouldn't have made it through those times, but you did. You had to pull yourself up. I'm literally from nothing. I'm talking zero. And you pulled yourself up. And what you've accomplished this past 15 years is nothing short of a miracle. And it's because you believe God and you trust him with all your heart. And he's proven himself strong on your behalf. And he said, daughter, these next five years will be the best years you've ever spent on earth, ever. You've been crying out for God for some breakthrough in like three different areas of your life. And he told me to tell you, he's given you a grant from heaven. 
And what that means is granted and you don't have to pay it back. These three things that you've been crying out to him for will be answered one right after the other. It won't start until the end of July, but from July to the end of December, these three things will be answered. And you're going to be one glory, shouting hallelujah woman that's ever lived on this earth. And everybody's going to hear you. Because they already hear you anyway. You understand? Because you're heard everywhere you go. God loves you, so get ready. I really don't bite hard. I know. The Lord just wants you to know how much he loves you and wants you to know how he cares for you. And when you were a little, little bitty, he used to watch over you. You know, when you were a little bitty, I'm talking you're three and four years old, five years old, you loved life. And then all kinds of pressure started hitting your life at about six to seven. And you've been in living in pressure ever since. And it hadn't been easy. You walk through one fire and you step into another fire. Then you step out of the fire and step into a pit. And all you could do is look up. And the Lord told Okay, tell me who's who. I'm mama, that's daughter, that's daddy. That's all I needed to know. <laughs> if I don't ask, I don't receive. She's the youngest out of all our children. How many? Four children. She's the youngest. She's the baby. That's baby girl. And how old are you, baby girl? 17. She's a baby girl. She's a baby girl. Yeah. That's the way mamas think anyway. Now, you one wild child, dude. But I like you. You're a tell-it-like-it-is kind of person. You've always kind of been that way about life. Up until about six years ago when things started coming apart and you realized that you couldn't have a handle on everything. God started dealing in your life in a very big way. He said, he wanted me to tell you, he loves you, dude. He loves you because you hadn't given up. You kept pressing. You kept pushing. You've never given up. How long y'all been together? 22 years. That's, I'm going to tell you, when it started out, y'all were two wild people. I mean, wild. And two years in, y'all both had to settle down. Took him a little bit longer than you. And the only reason it did is because you, what you grew up in, you had a lot of wild oats in you. You still got some of them. If you could get around like you used to, you'd still have them. God saw to it, you couldn't get around quite as good, so he could get a hold of you. And now he's gotten a hold of you. He's really started changing your life. And he told me these end days of your life will be the best you've ever had too. I'm going to heal some things in your body that the enemy tried to take you out two different times. I saw one time you literally were laying under something almost dead. And if God wouldn't have saved you, you'd have been dead. God had to put your body back together. That's the only reason you're sitting here looking at me tonight. If I were to pull up the pants legs, I'd see all these scars and all this other different stuff on your body. And God wants you to know he loves you, son. But he wants every bit of you. He wants you to give him every part of you. And if you'll do that, he's going to restore much back into your life. And he's going to use you to touch a group of people that none of us can touch. Because not only that, you got a gift of gab. You talk more smack than anybody I've ever seen. 
but I like you. Mama, what's the matter with you? The mess. Huh? The doctor said I have MS, but I'm believing for my healing. Sounds like somebody's been teaching you that, ain't they? You sure you want it? What you gonna do when he gives it to you Ely? I don't know. What do you want to do? You want it? You can have it. That's what heaven's all about. You don't need to stay in MS. But surely the Lord has done a work inside of your life. I saw you when you were young. You were one wild child. Your children don't have a clue where you came from. Have no idea. Matter of fact, one of your one of your youngins kind of went your route, went hard your route. He really almost lost her about two years ago. But the Lord told me to tell you, he's about to restore her. He's about to touch that one's life and she'll never be the same. You can take that one to the bank and put it in there. He told me to really encourage you and tell you that you can't fix everybody. So quit it. Quit trying to fix everybody. You be the authentic you. You've been living under a shell for too long. That's part of the reason MS came on you. The Lord told me to tell you that's a spirit this time. This isn't a, uh, an organic thing that happened to you. This is a spirit that came upon you. And he told me to tell you tonight, in Jesus' name, I declare that spirit to be removed. And it will have no more ability to touch your body. And if you'll believe, if you'll believe, if you'll believe, if you'll trust him, by the end of this year, you'll be walking without a wheelchair. And by the first of the year, you'll be running. Did you hear me? But you're going to have to believe him with everything in your heart. It's not about me. I'm not a great man of God. I'm just a servant of God. That's all I am. But I'm telling you that he said you can have this. Did you hear me? Spirit's gone. It just left the room. How do I know that? I don't have to yell and scream. You know why? Because he's giving me authority in the earth. When I speak to these things, they've got to leave. It's not an option. I don't have to scream and yell. Jesus said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Right? He said, now I give it to you. Now what you're going to have to do is do your part. And guard this. Did you hear me? No more negative coming out of there. Not a bit. I want you to get the word of God in you and I want you to start declaring the word of God. The Bible said he sent his word and he healed them. Jesus said the words that I speak, they are spirit in their life. So I want you to get in the book of John and I want you to read it over and over and over again. And if you don't, I'm going to ask them if you have been. Because the word is what heals you, not me. Did you hear me? Yes, sir. Now, I want you to get with it. I want you to start tonight when you get home. I don't want you to get home and say, I'm too tired. I want you to sit down and read. And you make sure she does it. You let me know if she doesn't do it. Because I expect you to be this time next year, in January of next year, I expect you to be running. Did you hear me? 
Matter of fact, you're going to lose some of the start losing some of the symptoms when you leave here tonight. He's going to give you a taste of it. Okay? About three months from now, you're going to lose more symptoms. And then your face is going to get big. But he's going to do this for you tonight because he's going to teach you some things about faith. That little one. You a trip. (laughs) You don't let either one of them get away with anything. You always kind of hold their feet to the fire all the time. Now, the Lord's got so many plans for you. He's got a lot of plans for you, and he wants you to dream bigger than you're dreaming. You're not dreaming big enough. And I know things for you have been off and on have been hard for you off and on for the past three years. It's been very, very difficult. And there's times I saw you crying, and you said, God, I can't help do this anymore. I can't deal with this anymore. Will you help me? And he told me to tell you, he's always going to help you. He's always been there, and he's never going to let you go. He wants you to believe him in everything. He wants you to trust him with all your heart. He told me to tell you that he's going to heal that little girl on the inside. See, when you were very young, you went through some very traumatic things. And I saw the Lord healing that little girl on the inside. And when he gets done healing her, then there's going to be a confidence that's going to come in you. And God's going to restore many things in your life. So get ready for what I'm about to do. By the way, there's often known been some sickness in your body. That's over with as of tonight. Especially some asthma stuff. God's healing it, even as I'm speaking right now. Amen. It's all intense in here. Who else hadn't I gotten? I already got her. I ain't got him. Who else over here hadn't I gotten? This row down here? Okay. I'll head down that way in just a minute and finish y'all off. Pull out my gospel guns. <laughs> hey, I gone over, Bo. Huh? Am I good? You sure? Okay. I hope it's all good. Why are you still wiping your eyes, lady? <laughs> this ain't your first time, is it? With me? Dude. They didn't scare you off. They couldn't scare you anyway. You're too crazy anyway. And he said, son, I've got so much for you to do for me in this last day. Get ready for what I'm about to do. I'm going to use your humor in the way you like to aggravate people to bring people into the kingdom. See, he knows you like a book, brother. You're well read. Yeah. Oh, two more. Yes, I probably need some of that, don't I? Are y'all new? Who's that? Oh, they did decide to come. I didn't scare them off. I'll be right back there in just a minute. Is that all right? Y'all can wait just a minute, can't you? Okay, cool. Let's shake it off. Now, who's this to you? Where's your... She going to be here tomorrow? I'm going to get you two tomorrow. I just think it's important. I just feel like that's real important to me. If I can get families together, I just think it's really, really important. 
and I really sensed it. You almost gave it to you, and I said, no, I could feel the Lord say, just wait till tomorrow. Is that okay? Perfect. Okay. So I got him, the other man over there, y'all. Is that it? And you. Okay. I'm, y'all going to be here tomorrow. Y'all should, I might get them tonight. I may get them now. We'll be here I'll get you tomorrow then. Is that good? I just feel like some of it I need to do that way and just kind of where we can do what we need to do. I know I kept y'all here a pretty long time tonight. Is that all right? When we were at Victory one time, years ago when I first started this, there was a, we had a meeting in the morning and there was like 150, 160 people. And he said, now, I ministered about three or four. And he said, now if you come back tonight, he'll minister to all of you. 240 showed up. Remember that? One o'clock in the morning we were done. Started at six. Like to wore me out. But I'm not wore out of Superman. But I get to wrap the y'all will be easy to get in the morning. Is that Huh? Am I not in front of it now? Okay. But I can walk back there and get away with it, can I? Okay. I'll do that in a minute. So I love you, so don't. Now you. How old are you, little one? I'm 30. 13? 30. You act like you're 13. That's how you live life to the fullest. And you love life, but you got one big heart, girl. God has done so many things for you the past two years. Your life has never been the same. God pulled you out of that darkness and brought you into his marvelous light. And you've never been the same since. And he said, daughter, I've got so many plans for you. This next year shall be a year of joy for you and a great joy that you've never even imagined. Something happened in your life about a year and a half ago and it broke your heart. And your heart really never got healed up until about two weeks ago. It's just now gotten healed. And the Lord said, I'm the one that pulled that thing out of your life because if it would have stayed in your life, it would have destroyed you. And he said, daughter, I have much more plans for you. You get ready. I'm getting ready to multiply back to you way more abundance than what you could think or ask. And great joy shall be your portion in the days to come. Things are getting ready to happen in your life you never even dreamed about. The Lord has so many plans for you. And I know financially it's been an up and down battle for you. The Lord told me to tell you he's going to give you about a 30% increase in your income. And you're going to have more than enough and what's to do what you need to do. He said, keep dreaming the dreams that I've put on the inside of you. Don't ever quit dreaming. Because, daughter, I've made you a dreamer in, my, in, in this world. And the reason I made you a dreamer, see, I saw you when you were 16, 17. You had all these big dreams. If those things got blown up and you never were able to pick back up those dreams. And he told me to tell you, if you'll believe him, you're going to pick up the dreams. And you're going to run with it. He also told me to tell you, he's heard your prayer. You're not going to be stuck. He's going to open the doors for you to be to do some international things that you've always wanted to do in life. And he told me to tell you, he's going to pay for it. So quit stressing out about it and trust me and watch what I'll do, says the Lord. For I've marked you for such a time as this. And don't give up hope. As soon as I've healed your heart, 
Now I'm about to restore some things back in your life because you've got the right things done inside of here. You understand? Okay, good. Camera girl. And big boy. You thought you got away, didn't you? You look at her hiding behind the camera. How many uh, kids y'all got? Any? You might as well get ready. It's coming to your house soon. Eighteen months from now, there's going to be a new one. Y'all might as well get ready. It's from heaven. Because God's got a special plan for the both of you. You're a very gifted lady. You have so many talents. And girl, you give them all away to everybody. Everybody. I've watched you since you, since you were little. I've watched you in the heavenly realms. Watched you how you've always gone around taking care of others. You've done it your whole life. And even now you do it in this church here. You take care of people everywhere you go. You're looking to serve in everything that you do. And he says, your passion shall be your income in the days to come, says the Lord. I'm about to sow much into your life, way beyond what you can think or ask. And he said, the reason I'm giving you children is I've got some things for you two to do in the days to come. And I want you to raise up a heritage for your family. You hear me? It's real important that you, do, you two do this. And brother, you're a gifted man. Now, you're one strong-willed dude. And you're misunderstood because you are a methodical thinker about everything. Dude, you got to quit thinking so much. <laughs> Your brain's about to explode. You've always been able to do this, though, but you get, you get in thought in something, and it's like she's the only one that can get you out of it, really, literally, because you get to working on something or get to thinking on something. It's like it consumes you. And the Lord just wanted me to let you know to quit letting it consume you. He'll give you the answers without you having to do through all the stuff you're doing. You just got to start asking him. He told me to tell you he's taking you on a journey of faith this year, and you're going to understand the goodness of God. And he's going to cause you to walk with him like you've never walked with him before. And this thing that I'm doing, you've always been curious about it. He said, get ready because you're going to start doing it. And your mind's going to be blown. And the reason God's doing this is he needs to blow that thing up a little bit so that he can get in there. Because you're one that thinks about everything. Even coming to God, it took you a couple of years. And it wasn't because you didn't want to get born again. You just had to figure the whole thing out. And then when you did, you said, okay, I'm in. <laughs> and then God delivered you just like that. Just like that, he delivered you. And, but you thought about it, and God said he loves your heart. And he said, I put you two together, and I'm talking y'all are different as night and day. <laughs> but you love each other. And that's the seed to everything that God has done. And he says, I'm going to use you two, as you get a little bit older, to touch young, young, young married couples that are just beginning because you two really do love each other and care for each other. And he's going to use you to touch another generation. Get ready for what he's about to do. Financially, he's going to change some things and some structure in your finances. It's actually going to increase. Okay? He's going to open some doors for you two in the days to come. As a matter of fact, 
He's going to be doing a mission trip not too long from now, and you're supposed to be going on one with him. God's going to mess your brain up. <laughs> you need to believe him for it. I'm telling you, you need to believe him for it. God wants to, wants to just... You're going to come back going, you're going to become back a different person. Just believe God for this. You hear me? Okay? I like you too. You didn't know I was coming back here, did you? Now, how are you related? That's your brother. That's your sister. That's the brother in love and mother in love. Got you, brother. Now, you, brother, you one strong-willed dude, but I like you. I like you because when you put your mind to something, you don't give it 20%. You give it 5,000%. You give everything to it. And you've got a heart for God as big as this room. You've had a heart for God since you were a very young man, and you couldn't figure out why you couldn't step into where God, what God had for you. Because I saw him speak to you when you were about 13 years old. And he spoke so clearly to you. And you wrote it down generally in your life. He wrote it down. But then you went on your own journey till you were about 18 years old. And dude, if God wouldn't have been with you, you were about to be in heaven. One time in particular, I saw you. I saw you standing, literally somebody standing over you and you were almost out of here. And God protected you and kept you, and he reaffirmed everything into your life. And about eight months ago, God brought, God brought back what I just said about you at 13. He said, spoke some things to you. He told me to tell you the reason he gave you her is she's a very spiritual woman. And that's the reason he put her in your life. And you two have grown more together than you ever grew apart from each other. And he said, daughter, you too have had a lot of things that you've tried and experienced in this life. You've tried so many different things, and if it wouldn't have been for God, you wouldn't be here either. Girl, you were one wild child. That mama had to pray for you. <laughs> she literally did, because she had to keep his, the Lord had to keep his eye on you a lot. But when he finally put you two together, the first three years was great, and in two years it was heck on earth, and God had to deal with both of you. And just now, y'all are finally at the place that God's always wanted you to be. And he said, daughter, I put ministry inside of you. I put ministry inside of you. Some things are going to start happening over the eight, next eight to ten months. It's going to forever change the both of your lives. Your whole vocation will change, says the Lord, because I'm getting ready to do a new thing. Geographics will change in your life too, says the Lord, because I'm doing this too. I have so many things for you too that I've been reserving it, but I'm getting ready now to release it upon your life. <coughs> Even there shall be an even a gift of the word of knowledge that shall come out of you in the days to come, says the Lord, that will astound yourself. You'll literally look and say, did I really say that? And you're going to see things and you're going to start saying it because you've got your mama's gift of sight. You've always had it, but you've always pushed it down. Always pushed it down because it made you afraid. I declare to you tonight it'll never be pushed down again and I'm unlocking those visions once again on the inside of you. Not only visions, but dreams that shall be your portion and you shall understand things way before the time, says the Lord. You're walking into a brand new journey and I'm unlocking it, son. I put you in the line of work that I put you in for a season.
But in the days to come, you're going to be working for me, and I'm going to open some doors. You two need to prepare your heart for this, says the Lord. That's the reason why you've been so dissatisfied over the past 10 years at everything you put your hands to. Even though I've blessed it, says the Lord. Don't look at just because of blessings. It's because you belong to me is the reason it got blessed. So get ready for what I'm about to do. You two are about to step into a brand new journey. Your new journey will begin February around the 10th of next year. And doors are going to start opening and blowing and going. And y'all are going to have to step out as it were, blindly. But if you'll step out blindly, you know, there's sometimes you can see, you see a cliff sometimes and how uh, a cloud comes down and covers where you can't see where quite the end of the cliff is. That's where y'all are at. But the Lord says you just got to take the step and there'll be something there to carry you to the next place. It's going to be supernatural in the days to come. And I'm about to give something back to you the enemy stole out of your life. I'm about to give it back to the both of you. Not only will I give it back to you one-fold, two-fold, three-fold, but I'm going to return it seven-fold because it was stolen, says the Lord. And it shall be great abundance, way beyond what you could think or ask. Believe me with all your heart. Trust me with all your heart. Now, you're two gifted people. Now, I know... He's been speaking things in your life, and I don't know this by him telling me, but I know he's been speaking things off and on in your life for a very long time. And now the both of you, because he sees some things inside of you. But heaven sees it too. Y'all have children. How, how old are they? Four what? Four daughters. Well, you're in trouble, buddy. <laughs> She's going to be all right. Yeah. Don't worry about it. She'll be fine. You stress out way too much over her. You got to let her hit her bumps now. Don't pull her out of her bumps. Let her pay some consequences now. It's better at 13 than at 20. Did you hear me? And y'all sometimes aren't on the same page about her, so get on the same page. It's real important that you do that. Take your hands off her. Let her hit the bumps. If she gets in a little bit of trouble, get, let her do it now. And let her pay the consequences. It's going to be hard, but you've got to just stand back and just look. And you can't say, I told you so. Let her come to you and then got to do a work in her heart. You understand? Now, the 17-year-old, she didn't go through quite as bad a issues as that one did. But God's going to open some doors for her. Okay? And don't worry about her. God's going to really open doors for that one. And you just let her go through the doors, and she loves you more than you even know. She's become like a sister to you now. I know. I saw it. And God just wanted you to know he sees it too. And she's going to be fine, okay? She's going to go in life, and she's going to succeed in life. Then you got two more. How old are they? Eleven and six. Okay, the six-year-old. She's something else, boy. Lord have mercy. That little one has is, is just got a gift inside of her. She's got the same gift that you two got. She's already seeing. As a matter of fact, Angel's already been in the room. She's already told y'all about it, too. How do I know it? Because I just saw him. And he just wanted me to tell you, just believe her, because God's getting ready to open her up even more. From the time, next two years, 
she's going to start seeing things like she's never seen before because you're going to say it's okay. And God's going to open her spirit. He's going to use her at a very young age. Don't be afraid. The 11-year-old. The 11-year-old's trying to find her way. And she feels like she's really lost right now. But don't worry about her. She's okay. The biggest thing that she needs is you to affirm her even more. Okay? She really needs that from you. And if you'll do this, within six months, she'll be a different child. You hear me? And it's really on you to do this. But you two get ready. I know you've got a big family, but God's got bigger plans for you, and he's going to supply all your needs. So get ready for what he's about to do. And he'll give you the roadmap, as it were, with all the instructions. Does that make sense? Peace. Okay, we done? We done. All I can tell you is peace out. You've been listening to Destiny City Church, a community of believers committed to helping others find and fulfill their God-given destiny. For more information, visit us online at destinycity.org.